to the Prophecy Club. Today I'm going to answer your Bible prophecy questions. I've been getting a lot of questions over the last week regarding Bible prophecy. And so before I go into answering these questions, I think it is important for you to understand who I am and what is my call, because I'm not like you. I'm not like these other Bible prophecy teachers out there. I know you may be thinking, oh, yes, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> my my wife will verify I'm not like the other ones out there. And so you may be asking, well, why should I believe you over these other Bible prophecy teachers? And that is a very, very important question, a very important point to make in that I'm about to answer a lot of questions. First of all, you have to understand, I am Bible prophecy. <laughs> My wife will tell you that. That's all I do. That's all I think about. And it's been that way since she has known me these 38 years we've been married. I mean, even out in the garage, cleaning the garage, mowing the lawn, whatever it was, I'm almost always walking around and thinking about Bible prophecy. For the last 40 years, that has been what I am. That's all I do. That's all I'm interested in is Bible prophecy, and I have devoured the scriptures. Now, please, I'm not trying to say this, trying to lift myself up, trying to pat myself on the back. I'm trying to say you have been lied to. You have had people tell you and teach you things about Bible prophecy that are not true. And I'm about to try to set some of those things in place. So if I don't tell you who I am, you might start believing them. You might make a mistake. So I'm trying to say, look, believe me, and here is why you need to believe me. Now, specifically, again, for 26 years doing the Bible prophecy through Prophecy Club, 160 guest speakers making over 330 DVDs. That has been my living for the last 26 years. I mean, that's whatever job you have. My job has been Bible prophecy. So I've not only been around it in terms of Bible prophecy speakers and putting them out on speaking tours, but also I've been around it in terms of doing crusades and you know, the studying and the teaching of it. What I, was, I have to look up here. 37 DVDs I've made on it, and now I'm about to go to print with my second book. But I think the biggest claim to why I think you should listen to me is, again, you've heard this before. Two years ago, I memorized the book of Revelation. I didn't think it's going to be anything special. I've, you've heard this before. I mean, I thought it was just going to be a project. And Frankly, I didn't even think I'd be able to finish the project. I was reluctant to tell anybody I was even doing it until I was like pretty much convinced that I could do it. And by the way, it was not me doing it. It was nudged to do it by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gave me all of the knowledge. So it was not me doing it. It was the will of God. But what happened was I started getting revelations. I got 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice. And that audible voice, one evening when I was sitting here in this same chair and I was working on memorizing Revelation, I heard an audible voice say, the seven seals play over seven years, the seven trumpets play over seven months, and the seven vials play over seven days. Now, that's very important because I'm about to answer some questions like that. Now, I do this long introduction because I don't want you to be tricked, trapped. I don't want you to be listening 
to other prophecy teachers that don't know what they're talking about. And I'm including like almost all of the pastors. If they are a pastor, they can't teach Bible prophecy accurately. By anointing, the pastor is one that is willing to lay across the door rather than let the sheep leave. He will give his life for the sheep. I'm not like that. Yes, I pastor a church, but my true call, yes, I'm an apostle. I can do all five offices, but primarily I'm a Bible prophecy teacher. I'm a watchman more than anything. And a watchman's job is to tell you the truth, whether you like them or don't, whether you listen or don't, whether you give or don't. It is, I don't care. That is my attitude. I, you might not like me. Probably the reasons I don't get more speaking engagements. But my job, just like if you listen to this program and you know you're a watchman, your job is to tell the truth, whether they like you or not. Now, let me just tell you, as you get into that, you're going to think a lot of people want the truth. <laughs> You'll soon discover, no, actually, they don't want the truth. They want you to tell them what their flesh likes. I'm about to tell you some truth. Here's what's happened. Apparently, there has been a Bible prophecy speaker upon some TV program someplace, and he's been saying all sorts of his normal wacko weirdo stuff. And I've been getting some questions. I've been getting some emails, and they're asking me questions about this. So i got to straighten some things out because his prophecy, my opinion, is not even close. I don't mention his name because I don't want to criticize him. My rule is, was, and always will be, I don't criticize other ministers of the gospel. I have been on the receiving side of God's correction, and I know that he is quite capable of correcting his own. He does not need Stan Johnson, the Prophecy Club, helping him correct anybody. So my heart is not to hurt or attack other ministers. My heart is so that you are not misled and deceived and misunderstand Bible prophecy. My heart is to bring truth to you, not to criticize other ministers. And if I if I meet this minister, again, I've had lunch with him before. He's a good guy. I like him. I'll hug his neck. We'll be friends. But I just don't agree with his prophecy. So I'm not going to tell you who it is, what ministry, or nothing. And don't ask. Don't even email me. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, it's. It, I'm not... I'm not here to destroy the kingdom of God. I'm here to build it. So I don't criticize other people that name the name of Jesus. And by the way, you should not either. Okay, here's the first question. Has the first seal been opened? People are saying, this guy's saying, oh, we're in the seventh seal. Come on. You know, I don't even know where they get this. <laughs> Gee whiz, it's like, no, no. No, the answer is no. We're not in the first seal. How do you know that? Revelation 6.1. I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. Okay, so this is the opening of the first seal. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. Have you heard a noise of thunder all around the globe? Has every ear on the globe heard the noise of thunder? I don't think so. I believe that every ear on the globe We'll hear that noise of thunder. We will all know the instant that that first seal is open. Want to know what starts the seven-year tribulation? It's that. You will know it. It is not going to be a secret. It is going to be the most major thing to happen on the earth since Jesus was crucified. 
everyone will know. And that says the beast has now ascended out of the bottomless pit. That's another thing. People say, do you think that the beast is alive right now? No. No. How old do you think he is? Well, he's not born of a woman. He ascendeth out of the bottomless pit and goeth into perdition. In other words, one day he is not on the earth. The next day he is on the earth. Now, you might be saying, well, Stan, that's your opinion. Well, look, I'm reading scripture. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. Now, here's another confirming scripture, 1 Thessalonians 4.16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, here it is, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, that specific trump is talking about the last or the seventh trump. But the point is, people on earth know when those trumpets sound. I'll give you a further confirmation. Again, the audible voice I heard was, and the seven seals play over seven years, the seven trumpets play over seven months, the seven vials play over seven days. That's very important. Now, as a further confirmation, Ken Peters had a dream in 1980. We made a DVD of his dream in the year 2000. And it is to this day probably the most popular DVD we have ever had. And to this day, I've not received one criticism saying I did not believe his vision. Not one. Every one of them has said it's from God. This is what he said. The dream started with a very, very, very loud noise. It sounded like a car horn from the 1970s. It was extremely loud, very ear-piercing, and it lasted for a long time. I believe that that is the noise of the thunder. So we have three different verses saying that you can hear the trump of God. The seventh trump is heard. The first trump is heard. So have you ever heard a trump? Have you ever heard the noise of thunder? Have you ever heard anything that sounds like a car horn? Then the tribulation has not started yet. And anybody tries to tell you that one of these trumpets has sounded or one of the seals has opened, it ain't happened, Okay. I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. We will all hear that. We will all know when the tribulation has started. Now, let me go on to the next one. Daniel 9.27 says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. I believe, and almost every prophecy teacher out there also believes, that that is the signal that also starts the seven-year tribulation. And that's probably, though we do not know for sure, that's probably the conclusion of World War III. Probably, that is, remember where Dmitri said, and, the, and God raised up China, Japan, and many of the nations, they'll go against the Russians, they'll defeat the Russians, they'll back the Russians to the gates of Paris where they sign a peace treaty, but they make the Russians their leader. Probably, boom, the signing of that peace treaty is the start of the tribulation. And that is probably also the opening of the first seal, and there will be a noise of thunder around the globe. So, are we in the fifth seal? No. Are we in the fifth trumpet? No. <laughs> okay, the next thing i got to straighten out is, do the seals, trumpets, and vials play all at the same time? 
Well, this is one of the things that I prayed for a long time before I got that. That's the reason God had to speak to me in an audible voice saying, the seven seals play over seven years, seven trumpets over seven months, seven vials over seven days, because I can show you, if you look back on past DVDs I made, Revelation verse by verse and Daniel verse by verse, you will see I had charts in there. The way I laid it out, I portrayed that the first seal, trumpet, and vial played on about the same time. So I used to believe this too. But in the process of memorizing Revelation, I got a whole bunch of things straightened out. There's nothing wrong with being wrong with Bible prophecy. As long as we continue to seek the truth, and as the right time comes along, God will give you this truth. People that go out and teach when the seventh trumpet or the seventh seal, no, no, it's not even close. Matter of fact, this other guy... (laughs) Again, I, I don't want to criticize brother, but it's like, where do you get your understanding of Bible prophecy? Back in the late 1990s when Prophecy Club was huge, we used to be the number two prophecy ministry in America, used to have about 5,000 people a month attend our meetings, and he wanted to be a guest speaker. And I told him no, because I disagreed with his prophecy. It wasn't just a little off, it was a whole lot off. And today, if he were to ask me, I still would deny him. I still wouldn't put him on. So I'm just saying, brothers and sisters, be careful of who you are listening to. No, the first seal has not been opened. No, we are not in the sixth seal. Further confirmation, March 2010, Michael Boldea had a dream. He said, I was standing in front of a large wheat field, and I saw three men evenly spaced at the edge of the field. One man stood on the left corner of the rectangular field, a second man stood in the middle, and a third man stood on the far right edge. All three men dressed in white, and since I was seeing them from behind, I could not see their faces. Each of the three men held something in the right hand. The man on the left held a burning torch. The man in the middle held something that looked like a wine skin. And the man at the far right had an old-fashioned sickle, and a basket lay on the ground next to him. The man on the far left tipped his torch slightly and touched one of the wheat stalks with the lit torch. Suddenly, whoosh, one-third of the entire wheat field burst into flame and was gone. The fire went into the the sky quickly. The second man then uncorked the wineskin, raised it above shoulder level, and tipped it slightly. One solitary drop of water poured out of the wineskin. But as it made contact with the wheat, whoosh, all of the field was leveled as though a great wave had just swept through it. The third man then with the sickle turned and said, The world will know hunger. The faithful will know the power of their God. Whether due to much sun and not enough rain, or too much rain and unprecedented weather patterns, global agriculture will suffer a severe blow very shortly. I also believe that God has already prepared provision for his children, and that he will provide for them miraculously so. He went on to say that one-third of the people of the earth will be killed by fire, one-third will be killed by water, and one-third will be harvested. Well, that fits perfectly because Zechariah thirteen nine says, And I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined and will bring them as gold is tried, and they shall call upon my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, The Lord is my God. Meaning, one-third of the people on the earth 
will survive the tribulation and make it all the way through. However, my objective is not to try to live to the end. My objective is to try to win as many people to the kingdom as I possibly can. Now let's go to the next question. What are the four beasts of Daniel chapter 7? Verse 4. The first was like a lion. That's England. It had eagle's wings. In other words, America came out of England. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, means that America was plucked out of England and was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man. In other words, what came out of England actually became another nation. It's showing where America came from. Verse 5, And I beheld another beast, a second likened to a bear. That's the Russian bear. And of course, after America came along, that's when Russia came along. So it's in the perfect order too. And it raised up itself on one side, and had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it, and they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. Yes, Russia has devoured much flesh in the past, but I believe that since all of this is mostly all talking about the last seven years, the whole book of Daniel is addressed to the last generation, meaning us, and it is mostly speaking of the last seven years, i.e. the tribulation. So this is not, it's a picture of the past, but it's speaking to the future. So when it says, Arise, devour man's flesh, three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it, we think that Russia will arise, and in her rise she will overcome three other nations. Verse 6, And after this, and lo, another like a leopard. I believe that that is the Muslims. How do you know, Stan? It's real easy to find out. All you have to do is Google the word Muslim. And then you print out a map of where most of the Muslims of the world live. Then go in and do a search on leopard. Print out a map of where most of the leopards of the world live. Overlay those maps and you see that they almost lay over perfectly. Where the Muslims are is where the leopards live. Okay, well, that's not conclusive proof. I agree. So then what you do is go in and research the living, the eating, the hunting, the mating, the reproduction habits of the leopard, as opposed to the Muslims, and you find out that they're almost exactly alike. The Muslim, they don't like to fight your face. They like to see you walk by and then stab you in the back. Same thing with leopards. They don't like to fight face to face. They like to try to catch when their back is turned. They typically run when they fight a face to face fight, just like the Muslims are doing. It goes on and on, and I've done research on it. And then the fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, this is the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit. It had great iron teeth, means it's mostly arising out of Europe. However, it's not going to be as staying in Europe because all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people shall worship the beast whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life slain from the foundation of the world, meaning just about everybody on the earth is going to worship this beast. Okay, next question. This was in an email. The chip will be more advanced than the cell phone and will include a DNA change. All right, hang on. What we were talking about in this email is he said, I think that they're going to be putting a chip under the skin and that is going to be monitored by satellite and track every person. Well, when I got Bible prophecy, <laughs> I guess it was, oh my goodness, I think it was in early 70s. They were already talking about this chip. When Prophecy Club had its very first speaker in was like, I guess it was the second speaker, February of 1994. He was talking about the computer chip 
that would be glass encased and inserted under the skin. There was another fellow that said, oh, well, as the skin gets hot, it changes. As the skin cools, it changes. And by the changing of the, the temperature of the skin, it will actually charge this chip and it will send a signal and can be tracked by satellite. None of that has come to pass. Yes, there's a few people that have a computer chip under their skin. And yes, they have obviously been able to improve the computer chips. But the only thing that is living that is getting computer chips put under the skin is animals. I mean, cows, sheep, our dogs and cats and things like that. It's in other words, the technology is not there. What I'm saying is, and this is what I'm going to, I've already written in my new book, Miss the Mark, which we will talk about that here probably coming in the next few weeks once my book gets to the printer and we're fairly close that it's about to arrive, then I'll start talking about it. But essentially, the way that they're going to be able to track every person is not with a chip under the skin. Even Ken Peters said he saw no chip under anyone's skin. He said he simply saw a mark on their right hand. We'll get into that too. And on and, and or on their forehead. But what tracks people, maybe I'll just wait. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll wait, but I'll tell you, it's not a chip under the skin. So let's make that clear. Here's another email. Mr. Stan, God gave me a premonition. God has shown me what is going to happen in many times through my life. This premonition was a dream. The aliens built planes and flew up to the sun and blocked out a section of the sun where the sun couldn't shine. And by doing that, the sun blew up and it covered the earth and burned forever. And the earth was dark. Actually, no, that's not the way it happened. Here's the scripture. Here's what he referred to. And I'm not mentioning this guy's name. He's a good brother. I'm sure that, you know, this, he had a dream, but that's not the way it happens. Revelation eight twelve, And the fourth angel sounded. Okay. So when it says sounded, that's talking about a trumpet. And this is the fourth trumpet. Since we know that the seals play over seven years, and that does not mean, by the way, one seal per year. Just like the seven trumpets play over seven months, that does not mean one trumpet per month. Matter of fact, my opinion, according to my charts here, the way I see it, the first four trumpets all play probably over the process of a two-week period. And then the fifth trumpet, we know, is five months from the end because that's the uh, the locust sting for five months. So it means that it can't be down to the last 60 days. So though they play over seven months, they don't play one, one trumpet per month. But anyway, let's back to what he's saying. Revelation 8.12 says, And the fourth angel sounded, and a third part of the sun was smitten, and a third part of the moon, and a third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Now I can back up, and I can go into other scriptures, and I explain this. And by the way, I do in my book, but there's no sense in that. Essentially, what happens is, and this is the first, second, third, and fourth trumpets. There's going to be like a meteor, like a giant rock out in space that is going to slam into the sun. I don't think it's already hitting there. I don't think it's something that has been floating around in space since creation. I think it's something that an angel will simply create out of eternity, and all of a sudden it was not there, and all of a sudden it is there. 
you go back into Genesis, you have to understand that before the earth was created, the earth was void and there was darkness. That darkness is actually eternity. The angel that also sends the uh, like a, a, an asteroid or a meteor down on the earth, all of a sudden it's not there. I mean, they say that they can see with telescopes out some 20 years out into the solar system, meaning that if there's a rock out there that's heading toward America, it's going to hit the earth, they would be able to see it 20 years from now. Well, the problem is it didn't work like that. Yes, there could be one out there, and I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the one where all of a sudden eternity opens up and there was not a meteor there flying through the air a few minutes ago, but now coming out of eternity, there is a meteor that strikes the earth, you see. It's the same thing here. That's what's happening. So there's a meteor about the third the size of the sun. That's huge. I mean, what do they say, that there's like uh, over, was a million earths could fit into the sun? Some unbelievable number like that. So for this object to be the third the size of a sun, that's really big. It's not that we're trying to explain exactly all of this, how it happens. The point is, it's a warning. This is the fourth trumpet, meaning at this point, we probably have less than five months to the return of Jesus. We know that because the locusts uh, are able to burn or to able to sting people and they sting people for five months. So we know that we're at least five months from the return of Jesus at that point. And that's when the sun is hit, meaning it's a warning. All of this is a warning. All of this is a test. And Jesus is doing his dead level best trying to win as many people to eternal kingdom and as the devil is trying to take them away. It's the great battle of the end time. It's the great battle like the battle of Elijah and the prophets of Baal, except for this is the great battle between Jesus and Lucifer and his son, the beast. This is the great battle between the Antichrist and the false prophet with the two witnesses of Moses and John the Revelator down on the streets of Israel. When John the Revelator and Moses are in the streets of Jerusalem, with the morning star, anybody messes with them, they blow light out of their, their mouth. That's the morning star. If any man will hurt them, they must be in this manner killed. And they, they literally, they fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones. And it's destroying both body and soul instantly. Whereas we have the beast and the false prophet in the holy of holies. And the image of the beast is requiring everybody to take the mark of the beast. That's all is what happened. So no, it's not some alien spacecraft going up and taking out a third of the sun. And let me take just a moment and explain to you about this new crusade we have coming up. You can find it at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. The dates are April 8 through 12, 2020. What's going to be different from this one than the last one? The answer is like almost everything. First of all, and this is sort of like the big part of it, Leslie, my wife, which is a prophet, is going to be teaching her famous school of the prophets. Now, in most cases, a person is really not gifted the full office of prophet from birth, which is why Samuel was appointed over a company of prophets, or what we would today call school of the prophets. But with the help of the Holy Spirit and training, many prophetic giftings, I'm talking to you out there. In other words, if you listen to Prophecy Club, you obviously have a prophetic gifting. You're probably a watchman. You're definitely a prophecy student. Well, what we're trying to say is, with training, many of those giftings can be developed to a higher level. 
and some of them can even be trained all the way up to being a prophet. Leslie is excellent at recognizing prophetic giftings and then developing those prophetic giftings up to be the office of the prophet. And during this crusade, Leslie is going to be teaching through her school of the prophets and helping you to be able to hear the voice of God. Why is that important? Because I'm called of God to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. If you want to be walking in miracles in these last days, these sevenfold miracles, you're going to have to hear the voice of God. That is going to help you to be able to do that, to walk more as a prophet. Many of you are really untrained prophets or prophetic giftings that are untrained. And that's what she's going to do. She's going to go through like about four, two and a half hour sessions teaching you through her school of the prophets. Also, she's going to be anointing people that come with four milliliters of oil with her prophetic oil that they would receive the prophetic gifting so that they can be able to hear the voice of God more clearly. That's very powerful to have a real in-the-office prophet on the scale of Leslie anoint you with oil. And also, I'm going to be teaching through my two different charts on how to understand Bible prophecy and also teaching through my new book, which we haven't talked about, called Miss the Mark. It's excellent. You want to go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com, sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Tells you all about it, helps you to sign up, everything you need to do, sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. You can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at WatchProphecyClub.com. The easiest way to listen and watch Prophecy Club YouTube videos is to download our free app from the App Store. 